Get ready to go. It's time for the Buddy Martin Show on a Center State Bank. Yes, it's time again for Buddy Martin. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. But be kind because he's doing the best he can. Better. Stronger. Faster. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Hey, what if the voice calls while you're gone? Take a message. <laughs> Bye. You ready, champ? I'm ready for this my whole life. I'm incapable of small talk. <laughs> but that's why you love me, right? Kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. And welcome to a Center State Bank Tuesday. I'm Buddy Martin. This is the Buddy Martin Show. It's countdown to LSU this weekend. A game we've been waiting for for a long, long time. The Tigers come in here favored. Not sure the point spread was two, maybe less by now. Tonight on the program, we'll examine that. Talking first with Chris Storing of SEC Network. We'll get his take on how good is Joe Burrow. What about this? vaunted LSU secondary. What about the injuries to the offensive line? All that plus more with David Moulton taking a look around the SEC. What's happening to Georgia? What's going on? Will anybody ever beat Alabama? And is Alabama bad for football? Well, those are some questions that tonight we will take on. And we will have this guy. I'll tell you, this guy's got more energy than any of us. Right here on the program. Oh, look at that. Hey, he's even dressed like me. Look at that. Terry Bradshaw, new Gator, excited about his Gators. Coming up in just a moment, we'll talk to Terry. And uh, he watched the game and uh, was pretty excited about it. Uh, we'll tell you about what he's up to these days and what his plans are. And just a little something to think about in the future. A little hint. We could be seeing TV here soon after the football season. So stay tuned. All right. That's Terry. We got his interview in just a minute. Uh, real quick before we go on the program, go on the program and talk to Chris Doring standing by. For those folks of you who are waiting for your shirts from, we'll tell you more about that in a minute. That's a good looking circle 15 t-shirt in honor of Tim Tebow and others ring of honor. Uh, this word out of um, Tony been working, slaving away down there in his shop and uh, he'll have this t-shirts all shipped tomorrow. Uh, only some of the pre-ordered polos, which you know about, the elite shirts, etc., will ship tomorrow. Others will be delivered on Saturday. He will bring them to the game for you if you need it, or he'll ship on Friday. So more on that if you ordered. We'll give you more information about how to do that. I've got mine coming in. I'm really excited about mine. I might be wearing mine to the press box on Saturday. It's just a good-looking shirt. All right, all that going on. Uh, good evening to you uh, out there, Richie and, and David and... No, uh, David Edgar comes on on Wednesday nights, not tonight. You got messed up too because I said today earlier I posted this would be a Daniel L. Hightower Wednesday. Hello, it's Tuesday. Today I was watching Paul Feinbaum. He says, welcome to the show on a Monday. So Paul and I both got our days mixed up here, so it happens, you know. So Roger Burns over in Ninbo, China. Roger, good to hear from you, buddy. Richie, uh, good to talk to you as well. Uh, Chad. Hello, Chad. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Kyle. Hello, all you folks checking. Becky, uh, we'll be talking to you in just a moment. James Reed, haven't seen you on here before. James, you must be a newbie. Good to have you. Hello, Lauren. Uh, your Buckeyes pulled one out last week. Uh, yeah, uh, Steve Young says, beat those Geechees. All right, uh, DJ Lancaster checking in from my old hometown in Denver, Colorado. By the way, I, I filed a column today on Jack Vickers for those of you folks who are out of Denver. It's on BuddyMartinMedia.com. It's by Jack Vickers, who I work for. I love Jack. He passed away last week. Uh, yeah, thank you, Melissa. You like the jersey? Yeah. Well, you see the shirts we got, man. Whew, that's awful. Uh, Kevin, hello. Good evening to you. Nat, nice to talk to you. Uh, Lynn, yeah, right. Twinsies. We are twinsies. That's exactly right. Bradshaw and I. Uh, 
So uh, I'll get back to you folks in a minute. Right now, I want to stop and head to the telephones and talk to a guy who's been red hot lately on his picks and on his, on his stuff at the uh, and his and his job uh, at SEC Network as an analyst. I think coming along really, really uh, well on his job there. I always like to tell him he was a walk-on who got better every week and every day, and uh, now he <clears throat> he's getting better and better as an analyst. That'd be Chris Doring. So uh, Chris Doring. Uh, he may have changed numbers on me here. I'll have to see if he did. This is his number he gave me originally, so I'll try him at his cell phone number in just a minute as well. Uh, why don't I do this? I'll just take this moment right here. See, we'll hang up here, first of all, and uh, track. You can't hear this ringing, but uh, we've got a little, uh, we have a uh, system here. Okay, he'll be home in two minutes, he says. All right, all right, Chris. Uh-oh, we got Chris's facts anyway, so there you go. <laughs> Let that sound beautiful. That's just great. Uh, sorry about that, folks. All right, so Chris is uh, on his way home. While we're doing that with Chris, we will go ahead and take a moment, and uh, I'll tell you about, well, since it's Center State Bank, <clears throat> Tuesday, we'll tell you about my bank. This is my bank. This is where I go. And, by the way, uh, where we do a lot of our functions, on quarterback club, etc. Uh, beautiful building over on the boulevards, as we call it here in Ocala, Service Springs Boulevard, and uh, Center State Bank, centered on community and customer service. I had a problem today with something I needed to get, not their problem, my problem, some records, and I was, needed to talk to somebody, and I got a hold of uh, my friend Jay Musley, and he got me the right person, and that's the kind of service I like. Center State Bank, of course, uh, they pride themselves on relationship banking, and uh, they're driven by the local market. Take long-term horizons on their decisions. Uh, they have world-class service, and uh, there are a number of them new ones in the community. Uh, some are probably near you now because they've been they've opened up new branches and new banks all over. And uh, you can check go to centerstatebank.com and see if there's one near you. There are some up around uh, South Georgia. Our friend Len Tendall said he looked at nothing near him in Brunswick, but who knows? Maybe coming your way soon. So. Um, uh, check them out. You know, you'll be glad you did. Uh, they are the seventh largest bank in Florida now. Uh, and uh, so they're, they're growing. And the reason they're growing is they're, they're centered on community and customer service. Center State Bank, located here, this picture, Silver Springs Boulevard in Ocala. That number is 352-368-6800. You can go online to centerstatebank.com and find out information that you need. Center State Bank, centered on community and customer service. <clears throat> Um, let's see. We'll give Chris another minute here. Let me go ahead and see if we can do this on Mark's Prime. Mm-mm-mm. Does that make you hungry? <laughs> That's me, <clears throat> and I'm, I hope to remedy that soon. I'm going to be going out to Mark's Prime, and I went was going last week, and a friend of mine got sick, and we couldn't go. But that's just an example of some of the food that they cook out there. They got terrific chef in the back. Uh, they have... Uh, I talk about uh, their sautéed spinach because I like it so much, but their meat is awesome. They have premium wines, a great some of the, some of the great wine selections anywhere in this part of the country, uh, and their their service is really. I mean, Cindy Nicholson does a terrific job on the service in there. You go in there for an evening and you expect to pay a little bit more because you get a little better meal and a little bit better service, and uh, that's what uh, she does. Uh, she does a terrific job in there, and her wait staff does so. I suggest that you uh, check them out. You can call them in Ocala at 352-402-0097. Gainesville is uh, 352-336-0077. And uh, they have complimentary valet service. And, boy, I tell you, nights when it's raining, that's great to have, right? Um, Or go online to uh, MarksPrimeSteakhouse.com and find out uh, why. I always talk about this as one of my favorite restaurants uh, in all, not just in Florida, but one of the favorite restaurants I go anywhere. So, Mark's Prime, Ocala and Gainesville, two locations to serve you. Uh, let's see now if we can get back to this and see if we can find out what is going on with Chris Doring. Uh, he apparently is, um, let's see, let's time at this number and see what happens. Uh... We'll try this. Okay, maybe number three will be good luck. This might be Chris here. Is that you, Chris? I got you here, buddy. Oh, okay. How you doing, man? <laughs> okay. How are you doing, buddy? Um, doing well, man. Busy night. You know, every night there's some sort of kids game going on. I, hey, listen, volleyball that, this evening. That's the important stuff, man. That's the that's important right. stuff. The rest of those games don't matter. Uh, what that's matters right. is those kids. And 
you're a good dad for doing that, making that a priority. So, uh, yeah, I have a lot of questions for you, and I've been loading sure. up for you. I figure this is a chance for you to prep for your show. See, we'll do a little a little skull session. We'll talk about these things, and you can take it up there to, uh, you know, up to to Charlotte, and you'll be yeah. prepped, right? That sounds Not good, that man. You... I, it all it all helps. <laughs> Everything we do here, talking this, talking on my show, it all helps for Fridays and Saturdays, so yeah. for sure. And, and tell folks about your show so you know. I know you do it with various people. Uh, sometimes you do it with David Mulchin uh, and, and, and XM Series. Tell them about that show. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually doing uh, – I was doing afternoons. So I don't know how many people know, but the uh, the SEC launched a channel on Sirius XM. It's channel 374. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's uh, there's a bunch of different conference channels. The ACC has a channel. Big Ten has a channel. And on the SEC channel, I am doing the mornings, although uh, Mondays I do afternoons from 3 to 6 with Chris Childers. And then in the mornings, uh, the rest of the week, I'm on 7 to 10, Tuesday through Friday, with uh, Peter Burns, from uh, who I work with on, on the SEC yeah. network as well. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed you on Saturday night uh, after Mississippi State game. I thought you did a good job on that. You and I Chess. appreciate it. I got, I got a lot of criticism from Gator fans for not talking enough about the Gators win. So yeah, well, I can't win right now with you those Gators You go, you can't control that. That's not. You're up to you to do <laughs> yeah. that. That's you know. Well, they don't get it. They also hit me up with uh, that they were mad about the highlights that were used. I'm like, I, I didn't really cut the highlights <laughs> either. So it's, uh, I guess I'm the. I'm the the the, the uh, catch-all for the for the Gator fans right yeah, now. Yeah. By the way, the heat index wasn't too good either. Could you fix that? <laughs> yeah, I, I'll fix that too, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, folks, uh, you know, be like saying, "How come you didn't catch more passes?" Because <laughs> exactly. he wasn't throwing the ball. You know, exactly. it's kind of like that, right? So, uh, so let's. Well, we have a good attitude about it. You know, they just sure. they're being well-meaning fans. They're happy. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, and uh, and right now they're, uh, they're they're you're going through a time, and I think this is also kind of a dangerous time in a way, uh, because so much progress has been made and so much progress is expected, uh, and you know you're talking about a, a pretty good team in here uh, that's not you know a lot better than we thought they were, uh, and and we'll, we'll examine the question: How good is LSU? Uh, and we'll talk a little about Georgia and Kentucky as well, because yeah. there are good stories as well. But let's talk about LSU for a second. Well, okay? first, first of all, let me let me let me yeah. say this real quick, buddy, because yeah. I I think it's funny you mentioned uh, you know uh, Florida's expectation levels, and I think I've been right there with with all the fans as well. Because in the off season, I thought this was a team that could maybe win eight or nine games, mm-hmm. and then after watching some of the preseason practices and watching. Um, you know, the first couple games of the season, I, I, I lowered that number considerably, and now all of a sudden, I think we're all feeling a little bit reinvigorated about uh, the chances for Florida's season this year. And, and um, you know, so I, I do, I think the thing to remember as a Gator fan, as media members, is that this is year number one, and there's going to be growing pains, and there's going to be things that maybe don't happen as well as, as all the fans would like. But, um, you know, it's a process, and I think I've seen progress as as everybody else has seen, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't mean it's the finished product yet. So hopefully you should continue to grow and and, uh, and and at the end of the year look back and say, man, it was a pretty good year for year number one. Yeah, I think so. And, and I, I like what Mon said after the game. I watched it on the press conference on your, on your show, and he said, what does this mean? This means you know, obviously we, we celebrate this win. Obviously this is a big win for us on the road. Um, and then next week is LSU, and now we got to stop and say, okay, let's put this aside, as all coaches tell you, and think about what we have to do, and we have to play special teams, and we have to play defense, and we got to do this again, not make mistakes, and and we maybe will win again, but you know, but it's another challenge in, in the SEC. It's always something else. A top five team coming to your yard, first time I think in about three years they've had a top five yeah. team. Uh, Ole Miss will be in the last one, and now <clears throat> and now you know your next challenge is it's different. Uh, and but but having said that, now let's look at this. Are you more encouraged? Do you feel about the same? Do you think this team is getting better? Where do you stand on Florida right now? And I know you'll tell us the truth because you do that. Yeah, I'm more encouraged than I was. You know, I thought that um, you know the offense obviously had a long ways to go, which I still think they do in some respects. Uh, I thought the thing that that maybe maybe the most frustrated was that we've lived and died here in Gainesville with the defense. The defense has really kept Florida in it for the last couple of years while the offense has struggled. I guess the last couple of years, probably probably since Tebow left is the last time Florida had a, a really good offensive uh 2008, attack. really. It's I mean, been a while, yeah. Well, I mean, 2009 yeah, sure, was pretty good. 2008 was the last yeah. really good one, yeah. Yeah, so it, it's been a while, and, and I saw a defense that did not look the same as what we've come to expect here in Gainesville. That, that They weren't as, 
as physical on the defensive line. They weren't as, as sound in terms of tackling. But, you know, I think now that we look back at it, we realize not having David Reese in the middle, not having C.C. Jefferson on the edge, those things made a big difference. Yes. And, and, and most importantly, David Reese, because of not only the production on the field, but the mm-hmm. leadership that he provides, yeah. the, the help in getting people lined up. I think Voshan Joseph's a better linebacker when David Reese is on the field. Yeah. And I think you've, you've seen that. So I am more encouraged now. I think, um, you know, because the defense, that, that, that game plan that, that both sides of the ball had, that the, mm-hmm. the Mississippi State, uh, the plan that, that Todd Grantham had for Mississippi State's off, offense was, was really good. Attacking, I loved the way that they were able to shut the run down and force them to throw the football. Um, in the latter portions of the game, I thought they made some great adjustments in game. And then offensively, I loved Dan Mullen's plan to, to neutralize a big advantage in that game. That was the defensive line of Mississippi State versus Florida. They used a lot of the quick game passes, a lot of the tunnel screens and, and uh, bubble screens, swing passes out of the backfield to really not only take away that advantage of the defensive line, being able to get pressure on Felipe Franks, but also um, to force them to chase, you know, chase sideline to sideline and wear them out. And at the end of the game, you saw the results of that. That was the ability to run the football more up the middle between mm-hmm. the tackles. And I think it seriously took a toll on them. So I thought the game plan was great. I want to give credit for the execution. I think Felipe continues to get better and better. And I thought the receivers really blocked well. That's the key to that, that screen game out there is having receivers that will tie guys up on the edge. And I thought they did a really good job yeah. of that. Good point. It's just exactly as we outlined on this program last week, what they're going to have to do. That's exactly what they have to do yeah. to win the game. And then you open them up and those big guys get tired. And then Damian Pierce has those quick, fresh legs in the fourth quarter, yeah. and that helps a lot. And I like the way they're using their personnel. Let me say for a minute just about see if you agree with this on the defense. I mean, look, you mentioned two guys. But I'm going to say, I mean, Donovan Snyder made himself a name. That that shot he got uh, at the end uh, on, on the Fitzgerald was uh, – uh, well, Fitz was uh, was was one of the big hits in history of Gator football. Not only because of how how forceful it was, it was a it was a walk off. You know, it was a yeah. basically a walk off hit. I mean, you know, I loved how Mick described it. He says he says and he he hits about he knocks it out of the park. That's what he really did. Knocks it out of the park because that shut him down. And that was a great call at that time. And I had not seen much of Snyder, although he got beat on the. Played that Mississippi State dropped the pass. He was one of the guys that got beat, but he he we will remember his name for a while. Donovan Snyder. And then having said that, C.J. McWilliams being back there got a little a few reps. You're going to need that back there. I think Sean Davis is is a pretty aggressive guy back there in the secondary. Uh, and of course, Gardner Johnson and C.J. Henderson played terrific. Those guys are really good. I think I read today where I think maybe uh, Gardner Johnson is one of the top tackers in the in, in the SEC. You know, so I, I like the way they're playing now. Look, they haven't played LSU yet. Mississippi State was supposed to be a top-notch team. Now remember that, and uh, so far so good. So that's just a little take on that. I think the defense. While I wouldn't say they've grown up, they've gotten better. I think the defense won the game for them. To be honest with you. Yeah, no, I mean I think you're exactly right because. I mean, Florida's not going to outscore a ton of teams. I mean, that 47 points they got from uh, up in Knoxville was a, a little bit of a – a lot of bit of a gift, you know, with all the turnovers and, and field position yeah. that Florida was given. So they're going to have to still rely on the, the defense as long as that offense is, is growing and, and maturing. But um, yeah, I thought, again, I love the attacking nature with which that game plan w- was, was put together. And the way that – I love it when a defense – dictates to the offense the way things are going to go. And that's kind of what happened after that first uh, first quarter of the game the other night or so. Florida really became the aggressor on the uh, on the defensive side. Yes, I agree. Uh, okay, let's assess LSU. Yeah. Um, uh, a little bit of a scouting report. I mean, we know about they are, they claim to be DBU. They got two guys on that side of the ball over there, Delpit and Greedy Williams, who are top-notch defensive backs. They are really good players. Uh, we know about Joe Burr a little bit. I think he may be under 50% passing, but uh, and the running back's getting better. Give me your scouting report, because i got to give one tomorrow night. They'll call our uh, quarterback club. So give me your scouting report on LSU. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that Florida um, is going to be facing a team that's very similar in terms of the way the defense is built. Um, as you referenced there, you know, in talking a little bit about the secondary, they are really good. But I think the strength of the defense actually is the the front seven. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at uh, Rashard Lawrence, Braden Fajoko, the transfer from Texas Tech. You look at um, in the middle, Devin White. Devin White's the best linebacker in the country. I'm not talking about in the conference. I'm talking about in the really? country. So. I think that uh, you know you're looking at a, a really st- 
strong defensive front that's going to give Florida's offensive line some trouble. So I think you look at a similar game plan. Um, if I were playing against Florida, you know, I would probably have some corners play up a little tighter to the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage for a couple reasons. One, you know, you got to be able to attack some of those those bubble screens. And, and yeah. I mean, I thought Mississippi State just gave too much ground when it came to defending out there on the edges. And then um, you know, the other thing is Florida, Florida's really not going to beat you deep a ton. I still think there's some issues in terms of their vet- ver- vertical passing game in terms of, you know, getting open against one-on-one coverage. So that, that's the way I would defend Florida because I, I think you're going to have to see a way, again, to neutralize the advantage that, that LSU has on the defensive line versus Florida's offensive line. Now, that's not saying I didn't see some progression from the offensive line because I did, but I still think this is a, a mismatch in favor of LSU up front. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, we'll see. Uh, uh, you know, these LSU teams always seem to be done in by lack of offense. They have been over the years traditionally. Uh, they like their offensive coordinator much better this year, apparently. <clears throat> Burrow has uh, has played well enough. Uh, we'll see how good they are. Now, uh, having them in the swamp, coming off two road wins, and the swamp is not sold out yet. I can't believe that. Now, I'm not sure what that means. I know the University of Florida has some tickets. I know that uh, they're, they're 2,000 last time I heard. I think it will be by Saturday. But, you know, you got, and, Mull, and, and yesterday in his press conference, uh, uh, Mullen referenced the fact he needs a student body. He need, and he said he built everything around the student body at Mississippi State, and he's spoken to the people. And the student bodies are all over the country, not just here. Even in Alabama, even in Georgia, are not turning out like they used to turn out. So maybe the students have to be re-educated on football, or maybe they don't like it as much. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some of that. I mean, I think there's a, a general disinterest amongst the younger generations. I think mm-hmm. it's hard for them to keep their attention span focused on, on one thing for four hours in the day, you know, and that's not me as the old guy speaking uh, negatively about it. But I, I think, you know, the fact that they're in there, I don't know if you've been in, buddy, I'm sure you have seen, you know, where they wired the whole stadium for the yeah. for the wireless internet. Well, it's that, not done yet. It's be next done next year. Six million dollars. Well, I, well, I was going to let you in on a little secret, but I won't. Oh, I'll okay. On that. So, well, go ahead. No, no, Scoop I can't it. do that here. You and I can talk later on. But at any rate, so it, should it, I look it, for something on Saturday? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know about that, but okay. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's one of those things where if you have to be entertained by the internet um, for four hours when when the feature is coming out and watching the, the Gator football team play. Hey, you know that's a that's a sad commentary, um, but that's that's the that's the that's the age that we live in. So I'm I'm not going to again get off my old guy's soapbox here. Well, wait but, a minute, um, wait a minute. You're going to tell me they can play Fortnite and watch the game? I mean, I, I guess you could, probably could. I mean, you know, I, don't, I haven't even gotten into the foot, Fortnite phenomenon. My, my son has for sure, but I've I've avoided that for the most part. Yeah. But uh, you know, it, it's a it's a it's hard, you know. And I think the most dangerous thing about it is that these students. Uh, not just Florida, or all across the country, are the next generation of boosters. And so, mm-hmm. if they're not interested in college football while they're in school, yeah. the, the 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 you know being detached from all that's going to, I think, impact the budgets of these schools down the road in the next yeah. generation too. Yeah. I want to help you out a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. You, you think Chiswick is is pretty hip, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, right. We'll we'll go with someone. Uh, all right, Dari Noka, pretty hip. He's all right. Yeah. All right, lay this on him. Tell them about Kodak Black. <laughs> Those boys. So I, I get them coached up on some rap music in there. Yeah. We used to do, we, when Booger McFarlane was on the show with us, so Friday nights we used to do, uh, we'd do a little stump the, stump the Boog off the air. We'd play, like, you know, typically white kind of music and see if he could yeah. guess the white uh, boy music. Guess the, <laughs> guess the song, the singer and the song name. And yeah. most of the time he'd go with either Journey or Guns N' Roses. Those were his two go-to <laughs> for the... Uh, for the white artists that we play for them. So it was a little... Nothing like, wrong with the like, little journey now. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, I love journey for sure. That was his go-to in yeah. the guessing game, though. <laughs> yeah. All right, so 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 do they know that the play that Mullen <laughs> called for the uh, the double pass, the Chris Doring double pass, I thought about you, that you yeah. that SEC championship game that you threw, people forget. He, what was that, about a 45-yard pass? That was a pretty good yeah, pass. In, in my mind it is, but I think after uh, reviewing the 20? tapes, it was probably more like a, maybe a 20-yard okay. pass or so. It was a good play. And so I don't know what you all call that play, by the way. You look it up and find out. But the play they, that where, uh, where Canarius uh, hit, uh, hit uh, uh, the tight end. Um, help me out here. I'm stuck on his Moral name. Stevens? Yeah, Moral Stevens for the touchdown. That play is called Kodak Black. 
Yeah, yeah, I actually read that. And our, our play was called uh, Bandit Left Nine Double Pass. Of course was it was. the one that we ran. <laughs> of course it so was. That, Had to abandon it yeah, some Kodak Black, yeah. I saw that in the paper today yeah. that that was the, uh, the name, and I know a lot of people are lobbying to get Kodak in the stadium yeah, this weekend. Yeah. So we'll see if that plays out. Yeah. All right, so let's – all right, we got a couple minutes here, and I'll let you go. Thanks for spending yeah. time with us. Here's some numbers. I'm not a big numbers guy, but – National passing efficiency. Now, I don't know what these numbers all mean, but these numbers, somebody tweeted it, and I thought this is interesting. Kentucky is number two in the country in national pass efficiency defense. All right? Mm-hmm. Alabama's number three. You know who number six is? Is it Florida? The Florida Gators. Hmm. I don't know what it means, but it sounds pretty good, right? Well, it sounds good. I mean, I think some of that would mean that they're good against the pass, and some of yeah. it would be in the loss that, Kentucky didn't have to pass because they rushed for over 300 yards. So probably a little deceiving, especially early in the season. But I'll, right. I'll take it. You know, okay, I mean, anytime yeah. you can be at the top of most lists, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Now here's the here's the unfortunate thing: uh, stats offensively, points <laughs> per game, Florida 35, LSU 33. Uh, uh, Florida yards per game, 378, LSU 396. Now those are against there's two opponents that aren't that good, so can't get much out of that. But anyway, this is the question they have. For they, somebody asked me to ask you here. Uh, Robert Dodson says, Chris, do you think the Gators can get overconfident? I hope not. They don't have anything to be overconfident about. They were 4-7 mm-hmm. and seven last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, if they're resting on their laurels at this point, then Dan Mullen hadn't got his message across to these guys yet. And I, in honest, all honesty, I don't, I don't think they will. Um, you know, they got two great road wins in the SEC, and I don't care if, if Tennessee is not a very good football team this year. Going and winning at Neyland Stadium, going and winning at Davis Wade, those are two tough road environments to yeah. have to try to, to battle in. And I think that's a, that's a good win for a number of different reasons. One, it puts the Florida record in the conference at 2-1. and one. And two, it, it, it was a big confidence builder for these guys. And I think they need it. I mean, they, it may say Gators on the helmets, but it's, uh, this is a long, that team last year was a long way from the Gator team that, that we remember around here. And I think that uh, the confidence is something they need to have. And learning how to win, learning how to manage success, too, is something. I, I, Dan Mullen, I think, does a great job of talking to those guys about how mm-hmm. to take the mental approach you right. know, to things. And I think, that they, I think they'll go in and continue to use that game last week as a springboard for another great week this week. All right, one more, and i got to go get Terry Bradshaw. He's standing sure. by. <clears throat> um, uh, Len Tindall, who's one of our better football minds, says, I honestly think game planning on, de- on defense versus LSU is easier than last week. Burroughs isn't a runner, and LSU offensive line is not great. By the way, they got a couple guys hurt. Do you well, agree me, with that? I, mean, I, don't wanna, I don't want to uh, tell anybody they're wrong, but uh, they're wrong about Joe Burrow. Because Joe Burrow is a very good runner. Mm-hmm. He ran for 96 yards against Ole Miss last week. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that you have to rem- – I don't know if, you've, if people have been reading, but – there's a little bit of a disagreement amongst Coach O and Steve Insminger, the offensive coordinator, on just how much to run Joe Burrow. Coach okay. O wants to be a little more conservative as not to get him hurt. Steve yeah, Insminger sees him as a big weapon to use in the, in the quarterback run game. Right. So, um, you know, he's a, he's a, an above adequate runner. I got you. Um, so let's don't get, let's don't get that right. twisted. I, I would say Nick Fitzgerald right now is not the same runner that we saw last year. I mean, yeah. I think he's, He's hurting hurt. in some ways. He didn't yeah. have that same explosiveness as he did last yeah. year, right? Yeah. Hey, Cindy, great stuff, buddy. I appreciate ahead, it very man. much. And have a good weekend. Enjoy it. You'll be watching on Saturday. And uh going to be a fun day at the Swamp. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks, man. Chris Story, thank you, buddy. appreciate it very much. Always brings the A game when he comes on here. I appreciate that very much. We're going to take a real quick break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to hear from Terry Bradshaw if he is around. No one ever plans a car accident. Having a plan after you've been in one, however, can make a world of difference. Daniel L. Hightower has been fighting for accident victim justice in Ocala and statewide since 1976. After meeting with Dan and his team, you'll know your case matters, that you matter, and that Dan will fight hard to get you just results. If you've been severely injured through no fault of your own by a careless or reckless driver, you need Daniel L. Hightower. Daniel L. Hightower, lawyer, fighting for accident victim justice since 1976. My man, Terry Bradshaw. Got a hold of him today. He's loving his new, his new status as a gator. Here he is. Well, you'll never believe this. I'm sitting here looking at my screen, uh, and I'm looking at the guy who's got on an orange and blue hat, orange bill, blue hat, a number one 
football jersey. Uh, yeah. It's blue. It's Gators. And I'm looking at the next guy in the split screen. He's down the same. That would be me saying that same jersey. Wow. What a coincidence. What's yeah. the deal with all this well, blue stuff, Terry? Well, buddy, it's blue out Saturday. Do you not know oh, what you're doing? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. On, yeah, I, right. That was, that's I'm why. Sitting, I'm, I'm sitting here um, waiting for the Gator game Yeah. with Tennessee. And blue well, Tennessee's and already red. gone. Tennessee's gone. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's LSU. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, did I say Tennessee? I'm so you sorry. did. You did. I meant. I meant. I meant. I meant uh, uh, LSU. Yeah. Well, we blew out Saturday, so we'll blow. We'll blow out Saturday. Blew out Saturday again. We got the Tigers coming to town. Yep. Woo. Yeah. They are. Uh, they're five and zero. Oh, you're four and one. We right. are. And uh, we only lost to Kentucky, which everybody needs to realize now is a pretty good football team. And LSU can uh, you can beat them in the swamp. Yeah. You can yeah. beat LSU. You feel confident about that? Fact, matter of fact, no, I don't even feel. Confident. I think Franks is going to play really good. He played. Re- I thought he played better yep. last week. He did. I like him. I like to see. You know, I like to see a little more confidence from him. I don't know that I sense that from him yet. Mm-hmm. And by many, by if the more confidence now, I think the more Coach Mullen will open it up. Because you beat LSU, you can beat LSU, but you gotta, you gotta throw the football down the field, and this kid can do it. So, so you're you're not just uh, you're not just kidding. The Tigers, but the Tigers, the Tigers have never asked me to come on and be an honorary no, Tiger. They have not. But I would reject. Really? Because I'm a Louisiana Tech Bulldog. Yes. Yes. And I am I'm I'm a Bulldog, and I'm a Gator, but I don't get any better than that. Wow. Well, dog and Gator, how about yeah. Louisiana Tech? Louisiana yeah. Tech's doing all right. Yeah, they're doing good. They won. They beat uh, North Texas, who was undefeated. Beat them by three. Okay. And uh, we're four and one, so five and one. I don't know. We're all right. We're no. I mean, we're not Florida, but we did lose to LSU, and they beat us thirty-four twenty-four at Tiger Stadium. So we're not. You know, we're not. We're not there. We're not up with that bunch. We never probably will be. But there are times when we will be able to play with all these people. We always have a, hmm. a time when we have a, a good class. When we had Tim McStay at quarterback, we we took Florida State into the fourth quarter, lost by three, and they were nat- national champions that year. We beat Alabama in Alabama. And LSU beat us by three also. Um, so you know, we have our moments. So you're not just a guy who talks about college football. You follow it. You told me you watch the game, Mississippi State game, and you are following yeah. your Florida Gators. That's good to know. And your and your your Louisiana Tech uh, Bulldogs. So college football is such right. a great no, game. I didn't watch. Actually, I actually did not watch Tech. They were on a channel. I didn't really. I wasn't familiar. But I did watch the Gators, and uh, really proud of them. Played hard. I mean. The Mullen stamp of coaching is starting to show itself, and uh, they're only going to get better. Only as his teams get better. So I'm excited. Did his wife get my my? Yeah, no. Megan doesn't have. Here's the deal on Megan Mullen's football, which you signed. Oh, the football. Yeah. Now, what you have to remember, you got the signed jersey from Dan, and uh, and she, you signed the football for Megan. I have a better idea. I heard a little rumor. I don't want to put anything out that might not be true, that you might be coming this way here in a few months. And I thought, well, why not give it to her in person? Let's figure out how to get Megan. Yeah, we can do that. We'll right? do that. That's going to be a while. Obviously, I can't come during football season. No. I only no. have one day off yes. today. That was it. And you I spent it with me. I New York tomorrow. But, yeah, we can do that for sure. All right. Could have some big news. There's a picture of the shirt, by the way. It is allflorasportswear.com. I did talk to Tony tonight. I said earlier, <clears throat> some of your stuff will be shipped tomorrow. Some will be uh, shipped Thursday, and he will bring some to the swamp. There's a location which we'll publish uh, <clears throat> soon regarding uh, how you can uh, come to the little. It's not a 
We are having a meet and greet, all right? And we have not told the announcement waiting on that. Chris gets back out of town. We'll know Thursday. It's a spot probably over by the Rights Union. It'll just be a simple little tent, and we'll have enough room for the elites and a few friends, and you bring your own stuff, all right? That's what we're doing. We're not going to the big deal. We're going to try to get out of the big tailgating business and get something that's more affordable. But anyway, Tony will be coming there, and uh, you can also uh, go online and uh, get messages to Tony and tell him what you need in terms of stuff. So there's that. I'm going to tell you, show you that. Look, there's... There's other shirts, like there's orange shirts and stuff too, but you know, you, there's those are the G&K shirts. See the little circle there? That's a Circle 15 Honor Tim Tebow <clears throat> right there. <clears throat> and here's a really good look for you elites out there. Man, this is one that I've not really seen yet, but this is for the elite people. You can get something like this uh, if you uh, want to go try that out. So there's some information, and uh, we'll uh, give you more on that in just a minute. So while we're doing that, let's do this. Let's... Uh, Let me go ahead and call David um, and get him online in just a moment. And we'll see what Mr. Bolton has got to say here. <clears throat> Hope your night's going well tonight. Crown Prince is taking some time off, obviously. Just this old guy's got to work tonight. So, all right, let's see if we can get a hold of David and get his take. There's the information. I have more information. I'll have it later after our discussion with David Moulton. We'll talk a little bit about the, <clears throat> about all of that and how to get the shirts, et cetera, et cetera. So appreciate your patience. I believe on the line with us now is the golden throat of David Moulton. He's the new Vern Lundquist down in southwest Florida uh, on the Fort Myers Naples. He also does his program on, on the ESPNU and uh, – Heck, I don't know what he does. He may be taking in laundry. He's doing he's doing the NFL stuff. What's going on, David Moulton? Wow, you what? Vern finds out you said that he will hunt you down. <laughs> that's, that's sacrilegious. You got like good pipes, that. buddy. You got good pipes. There's nothing wrong with your pipes. Yeah, but not my huh? business. I mean, not not an iconic. I know. It's just, look, you and I know what I'm talking about. Vern has Vern has one of the great voices ever. I mean. People like to knock him at the end of his career, which is unfortunate because he uh, he was a heck of a broadcaster. And uh, maybe not in his prime, but, boy, he's had some good ones. He had a lot of big events. So, But we digress. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about uh, Saturday, where you're going to be. Let's talk about this LSU-Florida matchup. And uh, I want to get your take on some things around the SEC. First of all, uh, give me weigh in on the Mississippi State win. Great win. The best win that – the Gators have had since they went to Baton Rouge and won the uh, SEC East in 2016. And uh, Felipe Franks played his best game of his career. And the Gators caught a huge break. And sometimes, buddy, you, I mean, you need a little luck to win. But sometimes in a game, you just need a break. And when Mississippi State dropped that touchdown pass after the turnover, you know, that was all Florida needed after that. That was it. And then, you know, the offense got it in gear after that, and the defense, once they got the lead, the defense said, yeah, you guys ain't scoring. In fact, I don't even know if you'll cross midfield. This game's over. And it reminded me of how the Gators' defense has been playing for most of the last 12 years. It was a great win. I mean, first time in a while. You know, even when they went to Baton Rouge in 2016 and won, I mean, it was one lucky pass play, and uh, they got outplayed that game. They just won on the scoreboard. I mean, there's really been no win here lately that got me really fired up for mm -hmm. the Gators. Saturday night, and it's, sometimes it's just a good old-fashioned ugly slobber knocker. But when you go and win a game, you're not supposed to win. I was really impressed, and yeah. Felipe played well. And, and if he can, he made a mistake, and he was able to get away with it. And you can see the influence of coaching. You want to know why certain people make the money they make, and why Dan Mullen was the right guy? Look at the difference that coaching is making with the same quarterback who still has many of the same flaws that he had a year ago, but he's being coached up. And when they talk about coaches putting players in a position to succeed, you're seeing that now. And, you know, they got a real puncher's chance Saturday. 
You think so? Let's talk about that for a oh, second. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. You you follow it pretty closely. I just got off the phone with Chris Doran talking about uh, Devin White. Of course, and we talked about Delpit and uh, and and Greedy Williams. They got some terrific defensive players. Uh, a lot of people think Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than given credit for. Uh, they have some injuries in the offensive line. Give me your scouting report on LSU, David Bolton. Well, I think they've got a lot of similarities to the Gators, uh, to be brutally honest. You know, they've got a talented but unproven receiving core. Uh, they've got a young but very talented secondary. I, I love LSU's corners. Uh, they'll man up against anybody, including Alabama's receivers. Uh, they're they're that type of secondary. They're they're very. If you love good defense, the LSU secondary, much like the Gators secondary, is really fun to watch. But you know, both teams have depth issues at the line of scrimmage. Their starters are pretty good, but after about forty fifty plays, you wonder can they hold up in the fourth quarter? I, I think these teams are pretty darn close to mirror images of one another. You get the quarterbacks both have their issues. Yet it both had their moments. I, I think it's a very even football game. Very even. Yeah. The Gators need to start winning home games, though. I mean, last year and now this year against Kentucky, I mean, the Gators got to start defending the swamp. And this would go yeah. a long way towards beginning to defend the swamp. You're exactly right. No good team can ever be a good, really be a great team if they don't defend their own. The territorial imperative is to defend your turf. Uh, one of the things that Mullen talked about in his press conference was the fact that uh, the importance of the student body, and he made a plea to them and said that in Mississippi State, it took him nine years. He spoke to, to kids and student bodies, organizations and whatever. It's not just in Florida. It's all over. The student body is losing interest in football for some reason or the other. They're doing it in Alabama, doing it in Georgia, et cetera. But uh, the bottom line is, is that Mullen realizes it's built from the student body up. It's just like when Billy Donovan built, uh, you know, built the Rowdy Reptiles. When the Rowdy Reptiles uh, got involved in, in there in the basketball, that became a, a pretty good, tough place to win. So you're absolutely right. The swamp is a place they have to defend. That's a good way. Defend the swamp hashtag is a good way to go about it. Do you think this team is ready to play a quality team toe to toe? Buddy. Last week's atmosphere is going to be as hostile an atmosphere as this team's going to play in all year. And if they could go and play, it wasn't a spectacularly played game by them. The defense got better as the game went on. The offense got a little more efficient, made a couple of things happen in the second half. But, you know, buddy, they were a seven, eight point dog and went on the road in a downright hostile atmosphere and won. That's a very impressive accomplishment. Think about where they're going to be playing the rest of the season. They're not going to play in an atmosphere that's going to be more hostile, more intimidating than what they just faced in Starkville. It just isn't. So, yeah, I I think that they're emotionally and mentally ready for Saturday, but it's just a matter of can they play well enough they're going to have to play better than they did against Mississippi State. I mean, you know, you can't wait two and a half quarters to put a drive together against LSU. You'll be behind by two scores. It'll be too late. And, you know, Felipe can't make some of the decisions that he, you know, makes against LSU because they'll make them pay. And, you know, think about what LSU's already done. They humiliated Miami, and they beat Auburn at Auburn and did so by coming from behind. So they're not going to be wowed by anything that the Gator crowd or the Gator team throws at them on Saturday. And they just came down here and won last year, and they won with a lot worse team than the one they're bringing this year. So I think it's a it's just a really good, you know, heavyweight fight. It's not a championship fight, but it's a couple of good heavyweights here. I mean, if this is the heavyweight division, I think we got like the third and fifth ranked fighters in it. Let's go. I'm fired up. Yeah, good to Finally got you juiced up a little bit. I've been working on you since week five. It took this long to get you out of the comatose state and get you fired up, for crying out loud. You've been working too many jobs. Like I said, like I said, though, you know, I wanted the Gators to earn it. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to prove it. And they have. They're worthy of the goodwill this week. They're worthy of your support. 
They're worthy of you spending the time mm-hmm. and money to be behind them this week. They've earned it. This group has earned it, and you're seeing the beginnings. It's only going to get better, not just this year, but, I mean, you know it's only going to get better, but it's nice that, you know, they have not been given anything. They've earned this. They forced almost all those turnovers in Tennessee. They came from behind and won in Starkville when they were the circled opponent on Mississippi State's schedule this year. Yeah. That was the game, and they went in there and won it. Hey, uh, David, I mean, how'd you like to walk? How'd you like to walk off safety blitz? Oh well, when you only had three guys covering four receivers. Well, whatever it may be, I, I, the, the fact is that that Snyder blitz goes down as one of the great hits in Florida football. That was that he teed him up, and that was uh, and that was that closed out the game. That was a huge play and a statement play, and I think one that gave them confidence. And Florida's secondary has been playing much better now. And these young players. Uh, you know, Donovan Steiner, most people never heard of him, except he wore number 13. C.J. McWilliams uh, and Sean Davis, two guys you never heard of, they're playing better. And now, of course, we know that the two corners are terrific. Uh, C.J. Henderson and, and, and Gardner Johnson are top-notch corners. So we'll see now. It helps to get pressure on the front, too, a little bit. But I think that was a good way to sign off on that game, is my point. I thought it was a highlight, one that I, I, I've watched it 25 times. And by the way, story in today's Gainesville Sun, written by our friend, um, uh, said that um, uh, Graham Hall said that, uh, that, that the kid himself said, I didn't expect it to open up like that. When I saw it, I took the chance, he said. I was blissing anyway. But when I saw it open up, I knew I was going to get it. And he says every time he sees it on social media a couple of times, he said, he said he's probably seen it a hundred times on social media. And I'll tell you, that was a much-watched play and a really good moment for Florida's defense and certainly one that helps the defense get a little credibility. Um, and uh, so I think it was good. Um, well, and, go ahead. and, Buddy, if I could just quickly, you mm-hmm. know, Dan has a healthy dose of arrogance about him as a coach. I like it. He yeah, does. you're right. It's a, mm-hmm. it, it's a healthy dose. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's that he's so full of confidence that he's like, we're going to win. Trust me, I know how to win. I know what I'm doing. We're going to win. And that was a call by a defensive coordinator that matches the healthy arrogance that the head coach yeah, has. And also, point. when you think yeah. about it, when the Gators have been the Gators, from the head ball coach to Urban, mm-hmm. they've had a healthy arrogance about them. And yeah. as that game went on from about mid-third quarter to the end, they played with the type of arrogance mm-hmm. that the Gators, when they're terrific, yeah. played with. And it's like swagger, but it's called, I like your term better, yeah. healthy arrogance. says It's good. Like uh, the Kings good, have good point. swagger. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Gators have a healthy arrogance. Yeah, I like that. Uh, all right, let me give you a couple of things. Have you heard about the new uh, Das Equis? I can't say it, ever say it right. Uh, beer Dos commercial. Dos Equis, you heard about it? Dos Equis? Yeah. No. Les Miles and Steve Spurrier have a, have a bet on the game. And, oh, uh, yes. And uh, yes, so I if Les, Les Miles loses, he has to wear a visor. And guess what happens if Florida loses? Uh, Steve's got to eat a little grass. You got it, pal. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Pretty good stuff. Uh, yeah. Let's not forget, good point by a tweet by somebody. I think it was Shade Dixon pointed out that Burrow and uh, Grimes were teammates at Ohio State. Grimes said something about the fact he didn't think that Burrow's going to make the same big plays against the Gators, he told Thomas Goldcamp. So we'll see about that. Let me get your take on Georgia, all right? Uh, everybody's looking at Georgia. Georgia's undefeated, uh, obviously the best in the East. But there are things happening there, and every day on, on all the talk shows I hear people talk about Georgia. The latest one is there's an investigation about an alleged incident involving a baseball player who directed a racial slur toward Justin Fields, Okay. On the, on the face of things, maybe not a terrible thing, but not a good thing. And certainly, I mean, not that it's not a wrong thing. It certainly is wrong. But, again, it makes the media, and it's not a very flattering thing. Um, and then you look at the – here's the other thing. Georgia's next four opponents, guess what their combined record is? 18-2. Well, and two. Right. I mean, you know, they've got uh... – you know, Florida, Kentucky, LSU. I mean, you know, they're starting to face some better teams here. Yeah, and they, they got they got to play three games away from home. 
and the average ranks their opponents is 12. So this is the we're going to find out about what Georgia is pretty quick. Your well, take and on and I'll mm-hmm. say this. I've seen Georgia twice now. Yeah. They're not as good as they were last year. Now, right. they were the second best team in the country last year. But, mm-hmm. you know, all the folks that said, well, they're just going to be able to replace what they lost because he's been recruiting really well. He has been recruiting really well. You can't just replace the second and third best running backs you've ever had and a left tackle that's get drafted in the first round and a middle linebacker that gets drafted high in the first round. I mean, they're, they're not as good as last year. Now, I think they may spend all of this season getting really close to the point mm-hmm. that they were last year, but they're not going to be, I don't think, buddy, as good as they were last year. Are they the best team in the East? Yes. I think the problem for Georgia, though, is, is that Alabama may be a whole level better than they were last year, and Georgia's going to struggle just to get to the point that they were at last year. But something happened against Tennessee, of all teams, buddy. Georgia couldn't, without putting fields into the game, a la Tebow in 06, Georgia couldn't run the ball consistently when they needed to without a running quarterback. And it makes you wonder, is Kirby going to have to do kind of a Chris Lee, Tim Tebow dance for the rest of this season to make it work. And, you know, when the more time that goes by, buddy, the more remarkable that 06 season is to me because very few teams can have two quarterbacks and a head coach know when to use the one and when to use the other mm-hmm. and not divide the team and everybody be in and have it work. And they played a bunch of close games and won just about every one yeah. of them. And Georgia may have to use fields to get to where it is they want to go. And I, I think it's, isn't it funny? Excuse me if I interrupt you, but it's so funny now. People are starting to think about how to get to the next level and changing quarterbacks, and <clears throat> that can get you in trouble. As we saw with Dabo, <clears throat> he almost got in trouble. He got pulled out by the redshirt uh, freshman. Um, and uh, and you know though now I'm, it's a little bit arrogant to me saying well I got to play this little quarterback to be Alabama first of all you're not going to be Alabama number one stop worrying where's the thing about one game at a time you know I mean it's getting getting the second guess some of the second guessing on the quarterbacks and I got to give Seven and Saban a lot of credit for keeping that together I mean uh, Jalen Hurts now has become kind of a hero there because of his attitude <clears throat> but uh, you know I mean look. Uh, you can you can outsmart yourself with this deal too, you know. Well, there's no doubt. And Fields mid fourth quarter fumbled the ball, yeah. and he was lucky to jump on it, or else Tennessee would have had it near midfield with a chance to make it a one score game. Exactly. And exactly. you know, and there were moments in '06 in which you know the whole Leak Tebow thing was kind of on the edge of whether or not it was working. And, you know, remember about midway through that season, it was beginning to clamor that Tebow should play more and Urban to put his foot down and let everybody know how it was going to go. I don't even think if he put Tebow in the game against Auburn for like two snaps and they lost that game and Urban was like, yeah, but Chris Leak's my guy. And then just so everybody on the team and everybody else knows, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to do it my way. Yeah. All right, CBS. Has the game. Yeah. You're going gonna to be in the swamp. Yeah. You're going to buy me a hot dog? Uh, absolutely. In the name of and just remembering Vern? In honor of Vern. Yeah. <laughs> in honor of Vern, I'll get you two. Here's the bottom thing. You, have, you don't know about the food situation in Florida now. They don't feed you anymore. <clears throat> get a public sub. I kid you not. Well, that's not bad, though. Yeah, it's you know, exactly what we're used yeah. to, hot food. I mean, I don't care. I'm going to eat when I get home anyway. But the bottom, and I don't need it. I can sort of miss a meal. But, boy, things have changed, David. Things have changed. The only people, you're one of the privileged few you'll get taken care of because you're with network television. But the rest of us slugs don't really matter. In fact, they just assume you weren't there, to be honest with you. But, hey, that's okay. I got a big screen TV, too. I can come home and watch it if I need to. <clears throat> All right, well, give me your analysis. Give me your analysis on this game, and then uh, I'll hold you to it. Um, you know, I, I think LSU is the deserved slight favorite, you know, in the four-point range. And, you know, I've seen Joe Burrow do it in a big spot 
on the road. And I've seen him do more than Felipe has had to do yet to win a game. So to me, if it comes down to the fourth quarter, you know, the onus is going to be on number 13 for Florida. And can he and they get it done? Um, you know, right now, I, I think the spread's about right. I would probably take LSU, you know, 2017, something like that. But, you know, these two teams play close games. They play pretty much one-play football games here lately. So, you know, I'll tell you what, until the Gators win a big one at home, I'll go with LSU. But, you know, buddy, would it surprise me? Hell no. I would say about 50, 55% I'm confident mm. On LSU, I think this is a fifty-five forty-five game. Is that what you're saying on your gambling show Friday when you mean you do all that? You're going to fifty-five percent. Yeah, I I would stay away from this game to be honest with you. Yeah. I really would. But for the first time, buddy, the Gators impressed me last week. That I didn't think they'd win. No Thank goodness, finally! I wish I had some applause. I'd put it play it. I mean. We've been beating you up for five well, weeks, and we finally got a little respect out of you. You know what well, I'm saying? But, but to be honest with you, come on. I, you know, <laughs> you know I, I like to pull your chain, David. I like to pull your chain. But, you know that. And but, you, you, you know, pull mine. So. There's a part of me, though, buddy. You know, now, now we're to the point where mm-hmm. you could see, you know, you win one more. There you go. And what you've talked about for months is that, hey, we're going to go to Jacksonville, and it's going to be a meaningful game. And you don't and put it, and don't give it to Georgia to just yet. Don't, don't give it Georgia that win just yet. You know what I'm saying? Just yet. Right. Let's no, make no, no. And just listen, just to play the game, to yeah. play the game yeah. where first place in the East is on the line. Yeah. I said two things need to happen this year. That would be one and make yeah. it a successful year. And two, we need to develop a quarterback. There you go. And you know, is this guy the answer? I don't think he is. But you know what? They're winning, and that's the only damn thing that counts. There you go. As always, David Moulton, Fox, ESPNU, CBS, ABC, WXYZ. He's there, whatever it is. It's a sporting <laughs> event. He talks about it. David, thank you, buddy. I appreciate your time. and appreciate your stuff. Enjoy. I'll see you Saturday, all right? Can't wait, buddy. It'll be great to see you. All right, David. Likewise. Thank you. David Moulton, giving you his, uh, his heads up on things. All right. Uh, I'm going to tell you one more time for those of you still around what's going on here with the shirts again. Oh, I just love this one shirt. Oh, boy, that's a good-looking shirt. That's an elite shirt. I think it might be the ladies. I'm not 100% on that. But that's a good-looking shirt. Uh, this is a full-size shirt here blue for a blue out Saturday. That one I'm having that bad boy on Saturday for sure. <clears throat> and there's other shirts with different colors. Uh, I probably need to, to get the commercial and play it, which I have not done yet, tell you where you can get these. I've got the, the – somewhere in here I've got the uh, – the website. I hope you got it by now. <clears throat> um, and uh, it's just go to all at It's on there, but I have the actual somewhere in my stuff here. I'll be looking as we're talking. There's a couple of them there. Uh, you got to get orange, but I'm going to save my orange for a couple weeks down the road. I'm wearing this for Blue Out Saturday. Uh, and I'll have some of those things in my hand. If not tomorrow, certainly by Thursday, which I'll be, you'll be able to see how they look. If they look good on me, they look good on anybody, right? That's just how it goes there. So um, I'm going to see if I can run up this little information for you now and find this. Um, advertising is all, my links are all messed up. Uh, yeah, it's not going to go there. But it's just all flowersportswear.com, uh, and, uh, the, and that's the link to it. And uh, go find those shirts. And they're, again, free shipping to GNK. Code is GNK. GNK code, and you'll get it free shipped. Tony promises he's going to do his best to get those to you on time. The tees will be easier than the golf shirts. Well, there's also the blue elite shirt looks great too, by the way. <clears throat> uh, and uh, he says, wherever, and as soon as they tell me where it is, I don't know yet. Our meet and greet is going to be hell. Uh, again, you can. It's, it's not a tailgate. You're welcome to come. And you're certainly going to make sure the elites get there. <clears throat> uh, and... Uh, <clears throat> I will, uh, uh, we will, he will bring those to you. So you can't get any better than that, right? Uh, he'll bring it, he'll bring it right there to you. So, <clears throat> uh, I'll just say there's the blue shirts. I'll have more information on them tomorrow. I hope you and going to enjoy yours. I'm going to enjoy mine. And uh, I want to thank our guests tonight for, for a good show and for you, the listener and the viewer. I appreciate you very much. Had a nice crowd tonight. You know, all you guys. 
<clears throat> appreciate you got some analysis going on there. I'm going to go ahead and say good night because it's after, it's the witching hour. Uh, and, uh, we will, uh, talk at you tomorrow night. Don't forget our football Friday is, uh, 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, we'll do that, Roger. Make sure you get that, uh, get that one, uh, over there. I don't know how long those blues, I'll be honest with you. I'm not trying to put pressure on you. I'm not sure how long those blues are going to last because I blew out. But anyway, good night. We'll have more information tomorrow. You still got time to get it done. And, uh, hey, it's going to be a heck of a weekend, isn't it? So I'll say good night and we'll talk to you tomorrow.